and welcome to the Xbox World podcast for uh, Friday the what of May? 14th, is it? No, no. Definitely not the 14th. It's not, it's after no. that. So uh, I'm here with um, Matthew Pellet, who you just heard. Hello. And Tim Weaver. Hello. 21st of May. 21st of May, there you go. There you go. So I'm introducing because it's been a really serious couple of weeks. It's been you know serious business all around. Uh, you know, a lot of politics going on in the outside world. A lot of, uh, a lot of big politics, you know. Important stuff in the office too, like um, the ongoing pun war between Matt and Tim, which uh, has reached which is a cold war. If we're honest, it was a cold war, and now it's gone hot in the last couple of weeks with a, a series of war crimes. You might call them. I won't go that far. So, Matt, you, you could, it was Red Dead was the catalyst, right? Red, Red Dead, Red, was, Red Dead Redemption was was where it all began. Red Dead was our battle battle of Jericho Hill. Ab- absolutely, because I mean. A, a western is just gold for a, uh, anyone who's, who's writes puns. Absolutely, gold, gold mine, a literal gold mine. And we I should. Think, I think uh, you'll find that I used the the word gold mine in the review, Tim. That's just uh, stealing from uh, from my words. And we, we that'll should, be stricken from the record. Um, <sighs> Pallet, just shut up. <laughs> and we should probably say, as I'm, as I'm sure Tim will be, Tim will want me to point out, is that Matt, uh, Matt of late has fancied himself as some kind of ambassador of pun, yeah. like some kind of the crown, like the the, the new king of pun. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is that the thing is, is that there wasn't really any uh, before. There wasn't really any competition to uh, to see who was the who was the the Lord of Pun. Um, and but Pellet being the the kind of he's always got to be like ultra competitive. He's always got yeah. to be the best, basically. So um, well, so you got no one to blame but yourself, really, because you gave him an inch. Yeah, and, I he, and he I took did. a mile. Yeah. You gave him an inch by letting him put one on the cover. I like to include people, though. I like to make everyone on the team feel like they've got a say. But what I should have, in fact, done is prevented Pellet from ever having any involvement in any puns in in any capacity on the mag. Because now every issue is friggin' Cutty Stark. Every issue now, or... it's it's. Oh, you're gonna love this too. Wait until you read. Have you read Red Dead yet? Wait, wait until you read it. It's going to be so funny. You... It's the hype, right? It's that. Yeah. Uh, it's that ongoing hype. It's like, oh, Tim, wait till you get to final check. I'll admit, Mike, there were a couple of good ones. In so, and there were. And this is what I was going to say. So this this issue, Tim took Matt took you to task, Tim. He actually uh, he actually took you on on your own terms and dished out some strong puns. There was uh, what do we have? Butcher Cassidy. That was that was so so. But it was a box out about butchering animals. That's the key. See, so it was in context. See, a big thing for me for puns, it's got to be in context, you know, and it was nicely in context. And I would admit some of my contextual puns are a bit too obscure for some people. Like, I I like uh, contextual (laughs) puns where there may be three or four levels of connections. It's the old six degree of separation. For me, within four or five degrees, that makes a good pun. But for most people, it's just got to be immediate. What the hell are you talking about? I don't. I, I have I don't no idea. There, there were all those words. Then they, they just didn't. as soon as you started saying talking maths again, I started started uh, switching off. We got to talk about the maths thing in a minute as well because yeah. that's another. <laughs> that thing. is the other. That's thing, another yeah. thing. So anyway, so we had Butcher Cassidy. We had um, Posse Wagon. That was all right. Yeah, I like that one actually. That was good. Yeah. What else do we have in that one? Posse Magnet would have been better. Posse, but... Posse no, Magnet. No, yeah. it was Magnet. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. okay, so it was. They were. They were pretty good. But then, I mean, to be honest, uh, shortly afterwards, Matt completely dropped the ball with Hacky Sack. Hacky S-double-A-C for hacking Isaac from Dead Space. From Dead Space. 
<laughs> That's poor, Ben. That, that, that is poor. It was the hacking it was, mini game. It was game. so bad that Jem had to fix it just so I could understand what he was going on about. So Jem, so Jem kind of addressed that one. But normally in any given month, you'd be like, oh, Matt did, Matt did, did himself proud there. And you'd be like, oh, that was quite good. But then Tim would come along and, and drop some strong puns to, to blow it away, right? Well, yeah. But then this month you, you dropped to you a spectacular misfire, right? <laughs> yeah, but let's just, point, let's just point out a couple of things here, right? First of all, I came up with a couple of great ones for Red Dead before the spectacular misfire. That Pellet, they were so good that Pellet couldn't bring himself to put them in the review. You mean Cowboys and Grindians? Wow, Boys and Grindians. Grindians. It was Cowboys and Grindians originally, and I put that in the review when you said that. Did you? It's one of the crossheads. Oh, I didn't notice it. That's how closely I final checked your work. Yeah. But then there was a spectacular There, say, was, a, spectacular there was a bit of a misfire. misfire. Yeah. I, admittedly, I, I got my uh, time periods completely Hell of a whack. pun, though. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a hell pun. of a pun. And one we can use in the future. Well, when we are going to use, no doubt, our Mafia review, but that's the thing. It was a Mafia-themed pun, not yeah. a Western-themed pun, yeah, wasn't it? I got it? my hats a bit mi- mixed up. So do you want to tell people what that brilliant pun was? So, obviously, you know, I was... I, you know, I forgot that cowboys are... Where Stetsons. But let's let's. You came into the office and you said to Matt, "I've got the, the best, best pun." pun. It, 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 Arms out in celebration already. Literally, it was in, when when we say Trousers pun. around my ankles. Yeah, when we say <laughs> pun war, like this is a serious thing. This is actually happening. This this is this is these these two. I was going to say titans, but let's be honest, not really. Butting well, heads. One titan. And... Butting heads with with you know with really mediocre jokes. <laughs> uh, I and mean, every now and again, one comes out and it's just, you're like, oh, I quite like that. That's quite good. I, I, that's quite a good pun. And this pun is quite a good pun. It is. Just inappropriate. Yeah, it was inappropriate for Red Dead, but for Mafia, it'll be absolutely perfect. And that pun is, you've got an open world game, right? The open world game, you can go anywhere, you can explore anywhere, you know. And obviously you've got, they're dressed, a, the gangsters are dressed a certain way, all right, with certain hats. I guess you could say uh, it could be Fedora the Explorer. See, that's nice. That's nice. That's uh, I, nice I was pun. pretty pleased with that one. It but, is a good pun. But, but bear in mind, Tim gave it that exact build-up in the office. <laughs> it said it all, and then Tim and then Matt said, "Tim, cow- cowboys don't wear fedoras. Cowboys wear stetsons. They wear stetsons." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh well." I was only a few and years. That's how the West was won by Pellet. Yeah, not not twenty twenty yeah, twenty five years. Decades. So this this round does go to to Matt, unfortunately. Well, we'll see. But when the, we... the mafia round is another opportunity to you know really flex the flex the muscles, flex the muscle. So uh, we talked a bit about Red Dead there. It's we what, should probably talk yeah, a little bit more because it's been the it's been the game of of that's been on everyone's lips this month. I it's think what we've been playing. Um, and I did the review actually for us. Uh, we've we're on deadline day to day. It's funny we've come to record the podcast. Tim, you're just finishing off the mag. You're going to go and finish it after we've fi- after we've stopped recording here. Yeah, thanks for dragging me out. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we we put it in our lead review slot this month. Um, yeah. should, so we we, we can we can tell people's scores because reviews are out on the internet. Yeah. I mean the the, in, the internet embargo is is up, but I mean 
we still unfortunately just the conflict in scheduling meant we ended up having to mm. push the review back to the issue which you guys won't be seeing until early July. I think the advantage with that though is that uh, we've been able to Matt's been able to complete it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of mags on on you know who were able to squeeze in reviews perhaps didn't put in the hours that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them did as well to, to for balance. I, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of them did, but I mean it's such a massive massive game. The beauty of print game. is always that you can sort of take that little bit of yeah, extra time. So we've been able to really really spend it's some a big time game with it. lots of side missions and it's a game that I can't go into it really in any detail because it will spoil it but it's a game that you need to complete before writing about it to be honest you need to see the, I hear end. the ending some you spectacle. need to see the credits roll yeah I won't say why that is but you just owe it if you're going to play Red Dead you owe it to yourself to, to see it through to the end I would say Red Dead I wasn't because I, I haven't played it yet my copy arrived today which is Wednesday Two days ago for everyone listening in the future. Mm -hmm. um, my copy arrived today. Uh, taking it home tonight. Can't wait to get stuck into it. But not really looking forward to the first hour of the game. Slow beginning. A very, very slow beginning. Very slow. And the game doesn't let you shoot anything. A bit like GTA, but with even less to do. It doesn't actually let you shoot anything for about an hour. And when you do, it's a rabbit. Yeah. You know, that's not, to me, the, the fun of that game. And I've seen Matt Castle playing it. Who's, you know, he's, he's absolutely adoring it. And Matt playing it as well. Matt Pellet. Like... When Matt Castle said to me, Mike, when you got, oh, you got to promise me you do one thing when you play this game. I was like, what was that, Matt? Anything for you, my friend. And he said, you've got to get into a gallop on a horse, get going really, really fast, as fast as that horse will go, and then shoot your horse in the back of the head. <laughs> you got, just, he said, cause he said you know, euphoria physics just absolutely make yeah. it. He said, it just looks incredible. When you do it, he said, it just looks brilliant. There's, it's, so, it's so funny. There's some great moments. My favourite moment that, that I um, came up with was going up to an outhouse with a guy taking a piss. Uh, and then getting out my lasso and lassoing him and then hogtying him on the floor. <laughs> a pissing man. <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair, he kind of stops doing his business so once on once What you I'm can lassoed. do as well, you can lasso then, a man, but then pick the police, him up and put him on a train track, right? Yeah, you can. You can hogtie him and leave him yeah. on train tracks and then the train will uh, obliterate him and it will just completely uh, explode. If you do it with a nun and put a nun on a train track until she dies... Um, you get an achievement for it. Oh, no. You do. So, see, to me, that's what this game is about. That's that's what the fun, you know, it's, the story's great and everything, but yeah. for me, the fun is going to be in doing stuff like that, but you don't get to do that for quite no, a while. Even like GTA, a few hours into GTA, you're overseeing drug deals yeah. and you're jacking cars. Yeah. In uh, in Red Dead, you're... Well, well, you've got an instant fail state, right? If you shoot anyone in the villa, in the town, yeah. anyone at all, apart from the things you're supposed to shoot, you get instant fail. Well, to fail. begin with, but like even a few hours into the game, like you're herding cattle, you know, making sure they don't fall off the edge of a cliff. So yeah. it's a big difference between GTA. If you think you're going to jump into this all guns blazing for the first couple of hours, you've yeah. really got the wrong idea. But that's the warning, right? So what's the good stuff? The good stuff is... And the score? Just, shall we say? I guess we could. Yeah, yeah. so um, I ended up giving it a big old 94. Yeah. which uh, Great game. Means it's it's well within our, our top 10 boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, I absolutely adored it. It's the second highest score I've given on the mag in three years, just behind Batman. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just... Fantastic! You asked me what what's good about it. I I can't really say that there's anything bad about it. Yeah. Even the slow opening, I would argue that it's in keeping with many westerns. Is, like, yeah. Westerns all traditionally have slow starts, yeah. and I think it, it isn't really um, at odds to to begin at, at a counter. I think the other thing with it is that it starts slowly because the because the world it it it, it creates is is 
incredible. You know, so the, carefully measured, right? The, the, the scripting and the uh, the voice acting and and the the animation of the characters to tie into the voice acting, the lip syncing, the 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 mannerisms and that kind of thing is just absolutely incredible. Mm. I mean, better than GTA. 4. I think uh, Ballad of Gay Tony was the one that really struck me as as uh, the next, oh, I can't believe I'm going to use this phrase, but the next level of what oh, game yeah, should... Take, taking it to the next yeah, level. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a... very poor. I do yeah. apologise. But in terms of what um, developers should be striving for in their, you know, in their scripting, in their acting, Uncharted does a great, great job on the PS3 of getting mm-hmm. the most out of its actors. Mm-hmm. And Red Dead is absolutely up there with, with those two. Um, and But... But it's not just the scripting or the acting. It's like the the world itself. When yeah, you're, no, it's really, When yes. you're going around the world. The lighting. I mean, last month, Alan Wake is a game all about light. Red Dead, light, you know, doesn't technically play, have any role in it. But it's it's far more effective than, say, something like Alan Wake when you're in a an abandoned town and you've got this shootout and there's someone hanging and you're going to have to shoot the rope out. But the sun is good, bad, the shining mission. in your eyes, because, and you're like, "Oh no, I need to move so that I can see what rope, you know, the, the rope that I'm trying to shoot." But if I move, someone's going to cap me from behind. That's no, just a it's brilliant, brilliant mission. Great set pieces, and I don't know. Does it I mean, pay homage to many like specific westerns? Can you like play a mission and be like, "Oh, that's from this movie"? A couple of times, I'll be honest. My western knowledge isn't as as good as even John Strike. I know well, our man John Strike. He's glad, he's really glad, we, glad you did the review, then, Matt. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was the man to do it. But I, I've seen I've seen the the main westerns, and yes, I mean you, you've got the those? old Blazing Saddles. Don't count. Yeah, <laughs> Young Guns. Blazing Saddles. I've seen that too. I've seen Maverick, but you've even got the old uh, man with no name, Poncho. Yeah. Um, See, I wanted from... um, this, the suit I'm after in the game. I'm not sure if it exists. It's the kind of the Lee Van Cleef outfit from mm. for a few dollars more with the gun with the stock and stuff on. Mm. You know, yeah. I want I want the gentleman shootist kind of thing going on. You know, there's that's, a cool thing with the outfits. There are a variety of different outfits, and some of them you can just buy. Some of them you have to pick up scraps from different base camps, and, and you build together. the outfit gradually. Yeah, right? and, and the it gives outfits you abilities. have bonuses. So, yeah. like, there's a gambling outfit which, if you wear it in a poker tournament, you can cheat. Ah. And like there are somewhere if you, if you wear a certain gang's colours, the, the gang will accept you. They won't attack you on uh-huh. site. So um, and the funny thing about Red Dead is that on on the surface it's just it's just <laughs> inverted commas an open world game. But there are so many different layers. It is entirely possible to complete it, do the main missions, do the side missions, and not even look into the menus. Look to see that you've got these shops that sell different breeds of horses and. That you've got um, loads of challenges whereby you can go out into the wilderness and pick different types of berries, and you can shoot different animals for marksmanship awards and hunting awards. And there's so many different facets and to it. More importantly, can you can put a nun on a train track? You can put a nun on a train track. One of my favourite side missions in the game is the treasure hunting. It's not wandering around trying to find a seagull or a pigeon, and it's not following a dot on a mini map. You pick up a a, um, a parchment. And there's a there's a crude drawing of a certain piece of landscape, and then you have to go out into the world, find where that is. That's just like Wind Waker. Remember they would give you maps, you a map, and it might be an island, but it's upside down. And you have to sort of yeah, work no, out it what, really is. Yeah. Um, was it eventually marked with an X on Wind Waker? I can't remember. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but it's the same type of system. And yeah. It's so well, so in good. Wind Waker, it was a fun system. I really thought it was. Mm. The only problem was they had to give you, give you like twenty of them at once. You know, yeah. Well, not twenty, but it was a lot all at once. But in this, you do it gradually. Yeah. Right? Drip, drip, bits, drip. bits here and there. Yeah, and, and it feels great to you know just be riding across the plains and then think, 
crap, I, I recognize that cliff. And then you look, you pull out your treasure map and sure enough, it's what's drawn on, on your map. Then yeah. you go and find the treasure, get another map. Really, really nice addition. And uh, is it the best looking game on Xbox? Oh, it's got to be up there. It's absolutely incredible. It's a really great looking game. And again, it's just like GTA. It's not in the details, although it is a very detailed world. It's in the grand spectacle. Yeah. When and how the weather and, and the different environmental effects really affect the mood. Mm. You'll be galloping across the plane or whatever, and you'll see a man in the distance, and you see him on a sunny day. It's just a guy. He's a guy walking through the desert. You're like, that's a strange thing. But you see him on a day when it's raining and there's thunder and lightning, and all that sound is around you, and it's like dark, and he's caught in. He's just casting this long shadow because as every time the lightning flashes behind him. And that guy looks like the scariest dude you've ever seen, you know? It's the, the way they can create that kind of mood. It's just, you know, Rockstar just really... And really Euphoria is absolutely incredible oh, in this it's, game. It's I mean, You were in fits of giggles when... Um, I don't know why you what, keep saying I was in fits of giggles. <laughs> I wasn't, you were. Every time Matt says this, I always think it sounds like Tim was like, like giggling with girlish glee. I wasn't giggling. I was, I was in awe of it. You're I thought chuckling. it was... No, uh, well, uh, I thought uh, it was mildly funny, but I, ju- I just thought it was brilliantly designed. There's a mission where you're on a raft and you're um, going down the coast of Mexico and you're shooting guys on the, on the cliff and they, fall and they just tumble, tumble down and, and down. The thing down with Euphoria is like, what makes Euphoria physics different to just like regular ragdoll physics is that, it, it, as I understand it, it almost has its own AI, so guys will try and save themselves or try yeah. and break their fall. So yeah. it always looks like a That's exactly fall. what happened. Now, I can only presume, because Euphoria is so good and so impressive, I can only presume it's the reason we haven't seen it everywhere is one of two things. One, it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I don't know. We don't know how much uh, a natural motion charge for it. But two is perhaps that it's very hard to implement mm-hmm. because we've seen it in um, Force Unleashed. That was you know they built their engine essentially around Euphoria. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in Rage, the Rockstar Advanced game engine. We've seen it twice now. We've seen it in GTA yeah. and we've seen it in in uh, Red Dead. Uh, but as brilliant as it is, and how I mean, you can take any game where you're shooting people, and it makes it better. Mm. That's how good Euphoria is. You can add, you know, a few percent to the score just on Euphoria alone. But we don't see it very often. I think there must be something going mm. on there, some reason which developers haven't mentioned why we don't see it so yeah. often. I, I wish more games were because it was just incredible. Just you know, because that's exactly what happened: is people would topple off the edge and try to yeah. grab onto a cliff or. And and just the way that they they came they they thought obviously the the you know the the cliff faces weren't sheer you know they kind of jutted out and they fall down and they'd hit it and then they react in exactly the way yeah. you'd you'd imagine them to and react. Of course, it's got the best drunk animation ever as well. Yeah, Before I mean, his drunk animation yeah, is yeah. absolutely faultless. It's the way a guy will fall down and just can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, just every time he tries to get up, it's just like. It just isn't working. So there was a video that went around the office last year. It was a 10-minute-long video of a guy in a convenience store in America. Yeah. Who was so drunk. So drunk. Couldn't, he couldn't stand, couldn't stand up. He just like just, that. Just all he could do is lean and fall. That's all he could. And again, yeah, it's just like that. So this game is, is, is incredible. But for me, like, you know, you told me, like, the missions are great and so <laughs> on. What made me excited by it was, again, watching uh, Endgamer's Matt Castle play on our debug. He was, uh, he was playing and... I said, come on, Matt, because he was doing like a quite a pedestrian mission at the point. Yeah. And I said, it's, it's worth noting there are quite a few pedestrian missions. Yeah. There's a lot of slow pace, not just early on that happens later on in the game as well. Um, and then there's a few I, missions I def- where it turns into Gears of War, you know, where you're yeah, yeah. I, behind I, I don't cover think, and fighting your way down the street. I, I totally don't think that takes away from the game at all. No. I, I think it needs the ebb and flow to really you know, have the the huge impact that it does on those set missions where yeah, you are just all guns blazing. So you've seen this more than I have. So Castle was 
playing. And I said, come on, Klaus, let me see you shoot some stuff. He was mm-hmm. like, all right, then. And he said, but the way he explained it was he could you'd be playing a game, playing the game, and you could think, well, you know, I haven't fired a gun for a while. So you could essentially make your own mission on the fly and turn the game into a shoot 'em up So he just pulls, a gun, pulls his gun, shoots a guy in the head in the middle of the town. Yeah. Guy drops. And at the local sheriff's office uh, at the jail, they put together a posse. Yeah. And they start walking down the street through the town, essentially clearing the town out. Yeah. Everyone's running and moving away as this whole gang of guys is moving towards you. They basically, they basically sweep the town. And if, if posses see you out in the open, they will hunt you. If they catch sight of you, they will then hunt you down. And you can, you, know, you can stand and fight or you can run, mm-hmm. and both are perfectly viable options, right? Yeah, and then uh, you've got a bounty on your head then, which will go if you either pay it off, if you hand in a pardon letter, or obviously if they catch you and you die. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, a huge, it's so much fun to, to just go around to the various towns, shoot a few people, and get your bounty up and up and up. And then like you are the most wanted man in in the country and just staying on the run. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I mean, the game is just full of things to do. And it's, it's a long old game as well. It must have taken a good 20-something hours to, to get through. And that was without doing all the side missions. I mopped them up afterwards. Mm. Um, and and that's without even thinking about those those missions where you can just create them yourself, where you can just go have fun with the world. Because GTA was all about having fun with, you know, GTA 3 and Vice City and San Andreas. The amount of time you could waste just monkeying about. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Like just going and, and catching wild horses and then bringing them back to sell. Or, or killing them and selling their meat and then whistling. Or riding them and horses. shooting them in the back of the head. Precisely. I mean, hours of fun <laughs> just to be had doing that. And, yeah. and you know, What happens if you trains. ride a horse straight at the front of a train? Uh, I I avoided it actually. I was there's a mission where you have to there's a couple of missions, but there's one in particular where you have to protect a train. By accident, I stopped on the train tracks, and it was just this moment of panic setting because I was really far into the mission. I was about to finish it, and I just managed to get off the track. So I don't know. I I avoided that situation. I just put the people on there. Remember the mission in uh, GTA San Andreas where you had to chase the train on the motorbike? Oh, god! Yes. Oh my god! The worst mission. Oh, I hated in the, that. Any of or oh, every game. Rockstar I've ever made. They normally get the missions just sort of pitched. That's right. the one where you go into the country, the isn't it? And I yeah. think I ended you basically up have to going chase off the it. Side. You have to chase it from Los Angeles to San Francisco. You have to. Okay. You just have to chase it from one state to the other. And oh man, that was the reason I gave up on San Andreas. Yeah. Yeah, that mission. And every time that the dude, the guy, he says, "Oh, all you had to do was follow the train, yeah. CJ." And you're like, <laughs> "Shut up, you do a, it." That was a terrible, te- terrible. Uh, Strain on my life, that. Yeah, a burden. Yeah. Oh, man, alive. I hated that mission. So he banged on about Red Dead for a while. What else have you been playing? Alan, Alan Wake, Wake, of course. Yeah, Alan Wake. Still playing it. I'm playing it through now with the audio commentary on. Yeah, you're, you trying, to, you're trying to collect everything as well, right? Yeah, I missed a manuscript. I'm not using a guide. I, I don't like using guides, but I, um, I should do because we've got a guide in our next issue yeah. that we had written for us. But uh, I uh, I missed a manuscript page. I was very angry with myself. Don't be angry with yourself, Matt. It's all right. But I'm playing it through with the commentary. It's a weird one. I really like the the pitch and pitch commentary. It adds a lot to the game, but they don't um, speak as often as they should. There are whole scenes where they don't pop up and say anything. Bit of a little bit of a pain that they they have. So this commentary comes with the collector's edition, right? So if you get the collector's edition, you pop in the bonus disc. You can install the commentary onto your hard drive and then yeah. play through the game. And everyone else is going to get in a couple of weeks. Probably yeah, you or can a download it. So on, download. on the debug version, it said it will cost six hundred points for you to download. I think that's a bit much. 
considering yeah. the quality of the uh, it's not it's not a Valve quality. No, no, it's not as good as, no, as it's Portal not a Valve quality or commentary or anything. Um, it's not even as good as Riddick's uh, commentary. No, but uh, I mean that might just be a debug price that might change come uh, come release. And then obviously there's the first downloadable episode, 27th of July, I think, around that date. Yeah, I believe so. Which we're looking forward to as well. The Signal. You can, don't look at me like that. It's called The Signal. I, 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 I missed the press release, yeah, but that's, uh, the signal. that's again not what the episode was called on the debug. Mm. It's called Deja Vu on the debug. Really? Well, the one that's coming is The Signal. So Fact. There you go. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to say anything about Alan Wake or we just leave your review to say... Just to you know, just say it all. Yeah, I think we can leave it. Yeah, we should say uh, <laughs> we apologise for not um, podcasting the last couple of weeks. It has been mad busy in the office. I've been getting everything booked in for E3. We've had uh, we've had Matt out of the office uh, doing our cover game for next issue. Mm-hmm. It's been, it would have just been Tim on his own. Yeah, no one wants that. No, no that would have been one boring podcast. But uh, but yeah, we as we we Facebook last week to say to everyone and. Some people were not too happy about it, but no, so, again, we're real sorry. We do, we do, we do take it seriously. We do understand we why you weren't happy, and um, we do try our best. Unfortunately, sometimes it just uh, the fates conspire against us in a very lost style. Yeah, remember though, we're going to we'll, this is going to be we're going to do a podcast this Friday, so that's the twenty first. There'll be another one in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then C three time. So we'll talk about E three on the next podcast. Mm. Oh, you and guys well. we're hoping to do a podcast right right from the show floor at E3 as well. We're hoping to. Um, live via the technology of phones. Phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that ancient technology. Something to look forward to, maybe. If we can get the if we can get it together. It's um it's it's always a the the the, the burden of technology around around future towers, right? Yeah. yeah. Whenever there's a computer failure, it happens with us. We tried to Podcast do it with Max 10, been... actually, didn't we? We were trying to, we were trying to get Skype installed on yeah. Tim's machine. No. Didn't work. No, didn't that, 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 that took what? We should, we should point out that, uh, we, unfortunately, we're, because of the term, the TNCs of working at Future, we're not allowed to uh, just download any old program off the web. No. Like you can at home. So uh, And rightly so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean let's, rightly, Let's be yeah. honest, we could do I mean, the stuff we'd install. Yeah. But uh, Skype, you wouldn't have thought would uh, would would present ma- much of a problem to uh, to Future's IT services. But apparently, Skype is uh, up there with getting into Fort Knox on the uh, the things that are really really hard in life. Uh, so uh, we tried to get Skype installed because Mike's obviously got Skype on his iPhone. We were going to have a bit of a Skype conversation, well, maybe with the old freebie, yeah, the Skype freebie. But uh, no, I never never heard about Skype, no. so uh, nothing ever happened with that. No. So, in the meantime, um, check our uh, Twitter and our Facebook page. Sign up to both because we like to see that number go up. It makes it, it, it pumps our ego, makes us feel good, makes us feel happy. Seeing, yeah, it does. Seeing it go, go ever higher. Comment, post pictures. You can post pictures on our Facebook. You can send it to us um, on Twitter on TwitPic. We will put them in the magazine because uh, vision cameras are in short supply, mm. which means we don't get that many pictures from the vision cams most of the pictures we get are through email twitter and facebook unless it's um grossly inappropriate pictures in which case they won't, they won't well, we did have it. someone send us the old fruit basket once didn't we yeah the old fruit basket yeah. which um should we should we describe it no it's not but you know no. the fruit, fruit basket is when you take your, your bits and you push them back between your legs and manly then to, bits and then you, then you then free your shirt from behind Mm. Yeah, we we had we had a photo of that once. It didn't make us happy. You know what should happen with that, Mike? What's that? Should put that in room one hundred and one. Hey, hey. <laughs> go on then, Mike. Tell us all your, your idea then for. Uh... Well, 
in the middle section we didn't have a, we didn't have a theme for this this time. Do we ever have a theme? Not really. Not really. No. So, but this time we're gonna we're doing a little theme. So it's the uh, we're doing a little room one hundred one thing because I'm interested in what these guys would put into their own little room one hundred one. If you haven't seen, haven't seen the show, it, it doesn't matter. Basically, it's stuff we don't like. Yeah. And, so, we, and we we pick things we don't like. Yeah. And we make them go away. So room one hundred one is is a room where you can put anything in there that you you would like to just get rid of forever. Uh, something you know you really uh, you really hate or you're bugged by or yeah. you know something. And then the other two here will decide whether it gets in. Or not. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Mike came up with the idea. I, I think it's that, I think boy. it's a good idea. Unfortunately, we haven't had a massive amount of time to think about it, so my list isn't hugely extensive. No, mine's but, only um, got two. But between the, the three I'm of sure us, we'll can, have, uh, I forgot you guys had to you had the power to veto. Yes. Yeah. So um, first of all, we should probably start off on 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 gaming, a few gaming things, all right, and then we can go off on the on the random you know random uh, ways. Yeah, the, the ways. We, 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 we've never done that before. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that doesn't generally happen. No. So um I guess I, I guess I could uh I guess I could kick it off. Um, so first of all one of the things that um that I would would put into room 101 is anyone <laughs> in the gaming industry. No, uh would be anyone who who claims that their game is hugely revolutionary, right? And says we're really, really pushing the boat out with this one. <laughs> right. It's gonna, it, it's gonna be the, you know, it's gonna be the freaking bomb. We're we maximizing have, the hardware. We're maximizing <laughs> the hardware. We're pushing the hardware. With this game is gonna rock yo world. Yeah. Okay. And it comes, it comes. Uh, you, you only need to take one look. At the press release, the screenshot that comes with the press release to know that that is not the case. Yeah. Okay. So massive overhype. Right. That's my, and it's specifically tailored to gaming because I think that, you know, in our industry, there, there are, there are so many. So what happens is because not, I suppose, well, maybe it happens in the movie industry. I don't know, but in the games industry, because not everyone has got budgets like Infinity Ward and Bungie and stuff. They have to, they have to, some people feel like they have to make preposterous claims about their games. Whereas actually the games like, like I'm thinking now of stuff like Limbo and Braid and stuff that weren't like, they weren't like, I got the best freaking idea ever, man. You know, it was like quietly kind of building up ahead of steam. They weren't like talking about, oh, we got this and we got that and we got that. They just let people kind of get on with it and, and, and test it. And, you know, so yeah. Massively overhyped, um, you know, games with. If we're doing overhype as well. We can talk about yeah. trailers, right? The and the, these days it seems traditional to just bombard us with trailers. Absolutely bombard us with trailers. Um, and we we get so yeah. like certain certain companies and certain games. You'll get. I'm sure people who any casual observer of like GameTrailers.com will notice. You get one game which has got thirty trailers. Yeah. Imagine if uh, Hollywood handled their, their trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One a day now inbox. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Should, should we go back to to, to Tim's? Yeah. I know um, it's quite it's quite general, and obviously we haven't had a lot of time thinking about it. But I, I can, I don't want to like name names because it's not really. I know what game you're thinking of. Though. But but <laughs> I do I do you know, I do. Recently we've had a had a one particular game. 
where we've had at least one press release about how totally awesome it is every single day. Yeah. Uh, when I know for a fact that that game is going to stink like ass. <laughs> um, I, I, I hate to when you read press releases and there's just for no reason the word like exciting is thrown into the middle of a sentence. What was yeah. that one yesterday? <laughs> oh, it's like battle versus chess. No, no, no sorry. I was that thinking one. about it. Yeah, no, that was a good one. But there was another one, wasn't there, that was like, Oh no! I'm thinking something else. I better not bring that <laughs> you up. Can't yeah, yeah, I can't that say that. No. You can't say. We'll erase that. Um, but yeah, just like the word "exciting" thrown in about a chess game and stuff. Like yeah, these exciting new skills. Yeah. It's like yeah, they'll, 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 they'll basically totally misrepresent what it is. Let's face it, chess is not exciting. It's brilliant. It's amazing, and you can say how great it is, but you can you can when you can't sit there and go, this game will blow. Your ass away. <laughs> the sheer, the, the the violent and furious game of chess will take your take your breath away. You can't say that, but someone would put it on the back of a box. Yeah, or, or, and certainly in the press release. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I I'm quite happy to stick Tim's choice in room 101. Yeah, I I will I'll, I'll take Tim's choice. Okay. Yeah. All right, it's going it's in. Gone. It's gone. Gosh, you people, you've, you've gone. Effect, right? yeah. yeah, we need a sound effect. Ready? Pause. Okay, there it is. There yeah, it is. We'll, 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 we'll do, do something. something. Yeah. I've got a gaming one. Announcements of announcements. Stop it. Stop with your stupid. Oh. Oh. I have no like. You go online and you think, oh, there's a thread about this game that I'm, I'm really interested in. Let's see. It's like, oh, company X has released a teaser trailer that says they will release some information. Are we saying on this at this point, date. hello, Assassin's Creed Two? Uh, you mean uh, Brotherhood? Or? Yeah, Brotherhood. So with Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, they teased, they they announced the announcement, and then announced the teaser, and then released the teaser. Yeah, and just stuff like that. It's just and great company, great game. Could have done without all the announcements, right? Yeah, it's it's just got beyond stupid now. I don't think that's the worst the worst case. That yeah, Assassin's I've Creed seen Two either. just announced today sold nine million copies. That's a big game, man. Maybe, maybe the announcement of the announcement of the announcement's got something to do with that. Nah, it's, it's, it's nonsense. It just drives me crazy that um, it, it's not necessarily just the announcement of the announcement, but it's that we're expected to report on the announcement of the announcement as if it's news. It's like companies come to us and say, "Oh, we're announcing something." On this and when, when you're a print reporter, it's especially hard because you need images to anchor any yeah. piece of text you write. I'm gonna, Plus, I'm, space I'm, is a premium. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, pal. Okay. How are, how are companies supposed to make people aware of the fact that they've got like a teaser trailer if they don't tease the teaser trailer? Because here's the thing: but the very the very fact that it's called a teaser trailer. No, but means what I'm saying the is, the that, is that they announce the game, and if you know, you know, they announce the game. It's yeah. like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is coming. Yeah. Why shouldn't they then say and also? But but it's not that it's not that it's not it's not tagged onto the end of an announcement. By the way, we'll have more at this date. It's the sole reason for the press release. The the announcement itself is to announce something else. If what's wrong with announcing a teaser trailer though? Just because it's because a how, teaser trailer. Yeah, but how are if people going to know? If it's a gameplay trailer, then tease that with a teaser trailer. But don't. But how are people going to know that it's the teaser trailer if they, if they don't announce it? <laughs> well, how would they know about the announcement if they don't announce that announcement? It's just a never-ending 
cycle. So what are you suggesting that, that just, nothing just should release, ever get announced? No, I'm not saying that. Just release a teaser trailer. You don't have to <laughs> a week before the teaser trailer comes out say that in a week's time we're going to release a teaser. I don't trailer. know. I, I'm not dead against that at all. Because think about it. The I don't want. I don't want my inbox in uh, infested by press releases. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think there's anything wrong with announcing a game and then a week later saying. And in a couple of days, there's going to be a brilliant teaser trailer. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It, it's no, See, that there is three steps. What you're describing, you, you announce a game, then you separately announce there's going to be a teaser trailer, and then you show a teaser trailer. Miss out the middle step. It's just not necessary. You don't need it. It's just to build hype. It's how you do publicity, Pellet. You're wrong. It's rubbish. I, I, I can't let that go in. I, I can't say I'm I'm dead against it, and I can't say I'm 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 really for it. I'm somewhere in the middle, but I can't let it go. Do in you really honestly right. think you'll be scooping up more? Oh no! I, I, so I got the cast of vote, have I? No, I don't think it's going in either. Yeah, Jerk. <laughs> it's not going in. Damn you all! Damn you, one hundred and one. Yeah. I'm locking the doors. Okay, l- last games one, then uh, then Mike, then we can. I run haven't got a game. All oh, right, okay. All right, go on then. Football. What, what you got? Football. Oh, come on. That's not going in. Right, no. next. <laughs> we'll move on. But not football, because I like football. I actually like to sit and watch football. The problem I've got is the endless talking about football in the office. We're not that all, bad. No, all you ever talk about is football. Literally. I come in in the morning, and it's always football X is better than football Y, football Y, and football Y is shit, but it used to be really good. Why is he shit now? We talked about lost fo- this And morning. why is football a Q... You know, oh, his, his girlfriend's hot. I, I do her, but he's not. He, he's rubbish now. Ever since he's been going out with her, maybe she's got something. Oh no! And all the footballer G is signed with. It's endless. It's, it's this is all. This endless. is always the last bastion of of the argument from the person who doesn't follow football. Well, you always hear this. It's like all you guys talk about is football. All you guys when, talk about is football. But the thing is, is that like ninety, eighty, probably eighty percent of this country follow football in some way, and just because you're different. You're, you're, you, you know, the minority. Because I've had people before who I'm friendly, friendly people, with who are always don't like, like football are minority. They are absolutely. They not. are absolutely. They are, they are. absolutely. And not. and always the people in the minority always like, oh, you talk about it's football. I hate the fact you talk about football, and it's just it's pointless. So it's no, it's not but going you in. You don't talk about football. You moan about it all the time. That's what happens when your you're teams a foot- never doing good uh, enough. Well, it's because they're not never doing good that's enough. Because you're not glory hunters. But you are glory hunters. You support Liverpool. You support Arsenal. You you don't come from Liverpool you didn't come from London I liked Liverpool when I was a kid they weren't win- look at the record books they weren't winning anything when I started supporting Mike, you can't have any say on this because you're not a football fan so it's you can't so you can't criticise people for following football because you're not when you're I'm not, not criticising you for following football I like to see a good game of football I, I, I like you I appreciate a good game of football but it's the endless non-participatory chit-chat nothing you say changes anything doesn't the, matter the that's what endless, football's about talking about it and discussing it and again, absolutely not. The majority of the country is not uh, into football. Otherwise, 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 the viewing figures on football would be far higher. They are. The majority is. Absolutely not. The highest rated show you get any time, I will admit, any, any four-year period is the World Cup final. It's always huge. But even then, it's only a third of the country watches it. If football it. goes into Room 101, that means there's no World Cup finals this year, Mike. And you yourself have said that you're looking forward to the World Cup. You know what I'm really disappointed about? I'm going to E3, but England take on America the day before I get there. Here's the thing. What a great game! What a great night that would have been. Here's the thing with football: is that every week in the Premier League, okay, there's 20 teams, and they probably get an average of about 25 to 30 thousand people in each of those grounds, and that's in the Premier League alone. Then there's the Championship. Then there's the first division. In the second division, you're getting teams that get crowds of 8,000 people. That's true, yeah. Okay, in the conference, you're getting 
teams with like Luton who get there's, crowds of 8,000 people and that's a six, non-league side. 60 million people in the country team. And next year the you conference. You just accounted for barely a million of them. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that that's, you can't say that just because no, not anyone goes to see a game every single week. I don't go and see games every single week but it doesn't make me not a football fan, does it? What I'm saying is that there's a lot of people that turn up at football grounds every single week, even in the non-league. That's true. So they're football fans. And then you've and got I'm the saying, next tier of people who are also following this is bullshit this is a bullshit argument I'm not having it the biggest football event in the world is still only watched by a third of the country this this thing you've just picked out the one thing that pisses me off so much and that's when non-football fans are like all you ever talk about is football it really really pisses me off and that's the end of the conversation it's not going into room 101 by the way Bath next year come on conference yeah see when supporting Bath that's something I can get behind local club Local side, not hunting the glory. Have you got something else for me one on one? I think I tell you what. Before you go on, we're one last thing. When all you people say, "Oh, I'm not glory," all you people, all you, all you people who love who love your f-ing club. Oh, sorry, who love your clubs that are like miles away. Always say, "I'm not hunting glory hunting." Then why don't you support some chateau club? Oh, I from support, the middle of nowhere. I support Arsenal and I support Bar City. But what, so that's the end of that but argument. But why did you Good pick day. Arsenal? Because they're successful, right? No, if, if because really... my, when I was four years old, my grand bought me a football shirt. It was an Arsenal shirt. Now, it could have been any shirt. It could have been Liverpool, could have been Man United, could have been anyone. It was Arsenal. And from that point, I've supported Arsenal. That's a touching story. So you can stick that, that with a sun. That is a touching shine. story. When I was a kid, I supported Tottenham because Gary Mabbott played for him, former uh, Bristol Rovers guy. See, that's a touching story as well. But most, but how many times do you hear about someone who supports a club that's 150 miles from where they live and it's a rubbish club? Not very often, right? End of end of football discussion. Next. Have you got something else for Room 101? Yeah, I have. CSI Miami. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that the one with uh, Caruso in? Yeah. Wait a minute. Are we talking about since day one? Or are we talking about CSI Miami now? Because they killed off like nine-tenths of that county. I, I just mean generally. All right. Uh, I, I just hate it so much. And uh, what I hate about it is there's there's a couple of things. One, Caruso. Uh, he may not even be in it anymore. No, nah, he's still in it. I hate him. I think he's... A, terrible actor i think the way he the way he speaks his words is pathetic the scripts are dreadful the uh, the people he works with i hate more than than anyone in the world i think they're all absolutely loathable um i hate the way that they turn up to crime scenes in their armani suits looking like they've just come off a catwalk um when the crime scenes need to be one of the most sterilized environments in around you know because any trace evidence that gets tampered with is evidence that they can't use to convict people so there's like fibers and all that sort of stuff kicking around but now they don't worry about that Caruso's in there no gloves on no no like uh, picking stuff with his pen yeah no forensic suit on at all just goes into the scene in his suit with his shades on goes in with his shades on just looks around it's sunny in Miami it is, but he goes into a... Yeah, I suppose there's that, but he goes into... I think he wears his shades more for effect, to be honest, so he can take them off and speak a line and then put them back on. Yeah. Uh, they go in, they discuss it, they trample all over the crime scene, and yet they get back to the lab and they've got tons of evidence that they've all... Back- and they, they all, all also, in CSI, and this isn't just CSI Miami, any show that where someone says, hey, come on, we got to bag and tag that evidence. Anyone who says bag and tag deserves to be shot. Okay, because no one says that. No cop says that ever. No, they don't go and go, we've got to bag and tag that evidence. What does it even mean, bag and tag? I mean, what, bag the evidence and then put a tag on it and write on the tag and, and what? So CSI Miami can, can just stick it. I, I hate it. I hate it so, so much. No. No, me, me as well. And no. I'm not letting it go in for it, one reason. See if the reason it's the one-liners. Mind. It's the one-liners nah, that open every episode. He takes his shades off. 
He says the cheesiest one-liner of all time, that's, and then he puts them that's back the tip, on. That's the internet guy's response. That's what any guy who's like on, on the internet, everyone on the internet seems to love those things. It's got, it's like, that, that shit's gone mimetic, you know? Um, no, the reason it ain't going in is because, it, well, three words, well, two words and an acronym, CSI New York. That's a worse show. Far, far worse. You got the guy, the, um, the kind of girly looking guy who was Rachel's boyfriend in Friends, who's playing a tough guy. You got Gary Sinise in the literally the worst role of his life, and it's a really miserable show. Everyone on that show is really unhappy all the time. So I watched a bit of CSI New York, and while I wouldn't say that it was in any way good, I, I just don't think it's anywhere near as bad as CSI Miami. I, I, I just think Miami is is awful in, in from beginning to end. When my wife and I went over to South Africa, her her parents love CSI Miami. They think it's amazing. Okay. So we went, and one night we had to sit down and watch this episode of CSI Miami. And having watched, you know, quite a lot of crime shows, I guess, and, uh, you know, enjoy that kind of world, crime novels and all that sort of stuff, um, I, I would call myself fairly savvy at, you know, being able to kind of sort of guess, I guess, the, the sort of machinations of what's going on. Within two minutes, I said to Charlotte, that's the guy. <laughs> And it turned out to be the yeah. guy, and it was, and the way they went about trying to trying to get there was just, it was preposterous. It was absolutely preposterous, and it was just the the ridiculousness of every single scene with Caruso in was, I mean, the guy, the the one liners you're talking about, like the it's cold as ice and all that sort of stuff, is just, <laughs> it's awful. I I I sort of want it to believe that he's being deliberately terrible, yeah. you know. Because but Caruso, I don't think yeah, he is. but because I know yeah. that Caruso is not yeah. a very good actor. I think you know. Um, well, obviously he's not the main very, C. The main successful CSO. for a, for a guy with uh, ginger hair though. Yeah, you, know, you don't see many no. like don't know. leading men in Hollywood with the no. old redhead going on. But the main CSI, it isn't too bad. I, I've watched a few of those. It's not too bad. So it's not a general rant against CSI. It's more a general rant against CSI Miami. I can't say I'm a big fan of any of the CSI mm. shows, but I think Miami is especially terrible. I like your next one that you want to put in, in, in room 101 <laughs> as well. Next one? Beetroot. Beetroot? Yeah. What's, why? Oh, I hate beetroot. I don't like beetroot either. No, I'm not a fan. It, but it's, you, know, it, you pickle beetroot and it just, it's just soft and horrible texture. It's disgusting. It tastes yeah. horrible. It looks gross. And it stains your clothes. Yeah. For, for years growing up as a kid, we would have a salad. My mum my and dad would chop up some beetroot and put the beetroot on the yeah. side. And I would, I'd be like, I don't like beetroot. I'd be like, oh, beetroot's lovely. You should have beetroot. No. To this day, it's one of the things I never acquired a taste for, never will acquire Talk a taste for. Talk about people hate. Are you uh, Brussels sprouts haters? Oh, I love Brussels no, sprouts. No, I love, I love sprites. Copy it. So, you know, here's something which, <laughs> it might be an urban legend, I don't know. But I hear there's something, a particular chemical in Brussels sprouts that to some people tastes really bad. Oh, okay. Some people just have it. Some people, it, some people, it doesn't register, and other people taste really. Mm. That might be bullshit. Someone on a, on our forum can probably let us know. Yeah. But I hear that that might be the case. Okay. In any case, I don't really like them. And you get people say, "Are oh, you? You don't like Brussels sprouts, Mike? You've never had my Brussels sprouts." I'll be like, "Oh, really? Are they sprouts?" <laughs> Are they sprouts? Yes, they are. Then I don't like them. <laughs> you, you, you could, it doesn't matter how you, pre, how you prepare uh, no. them, they're still sprouts. Oh, no, I think if you don't like them, you don't like them. It's just, yeah. for me, I've grown up and like ev- everyone hates soft. them, but I, oh, yeah, yeah. They have yeah, to no, I don't like them when they're hard. See, I, if I do eat sprouts, they have to be crunchy. 
Oh, I don't like. No. Crunch. I don't. I'm I like, not a big I like fan all of crunchy. Veg- I'm not a big fan of crunchy nice. veg. Full really? Stop. So no. you want it like so, so you can. I don't like them like through a sieve. Yeah, baby. I don't like it like really super soggy. Don't get me wrong, but it's got to be just just there. But like, basically, basically, you want grandma's meal. <laughs> you, want, you want grandma's roast. I used to like how my gran used to cook Brussels sprouts because oh. they always used to be soft. Now, my mm. if you are, if you have a roast at my place, the broccoli, the carrots, the um the cabbage, all very crisp. Oh, you can't. have kind of crisp cabbage no all very crisp that's what lettuce is all about <laughs> I'll put beetroot in yeah, yeah beetroot, beetroot right. can go in there yeah beetroot's rubbish beetroot's I'll rubbish. abstain I, I don't like it myself but other people do I don't want to deprive him of beetroot right come on then quickly someone else uh, yeah Pellet and then me I've got one last one uh, Disney or rather Disney yeah Disney. <laughs> the whole of Disney <laughs> Disney oh great oh, this is going to get another call from their PR guy now <laughs> Why do you think you could charge so much bloody money for your theme park tickets when better theme parks are charging far, far less? It's, it's extortionate prices. Well, what, 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 theme what is the Winnie be- the Pooh and Minnie Ma- Mouse and Pluto? What is the better theme parks? Uh, so Universal. So I'm, I'm going to Florida next, next, uh, next month on holiday. Lovely. Um, a ticket for Universal... For 14 days, I think it's gonna. Oh, I don't. I didn't bring the actual prices. It's either in the. It's somewhere between the region of 80 to 130 pounds. Is this me. Matt boasting about how much money he's got? No, it's not. Yeah, it is again. And I can afford that. The same ticket for Disney. I think for half the time costs well in excess of 200 pounds. I oh. think it might be over 300. In fact, oh, screw those for how guys. long? For seven days, I think that one is two hundred pounds for seven days. Yes, I think. In well, fact, how much? I think that's just, just admittance, right? Yeah, right. But it's everything's free when you're in there, apart from eating and stuff. Yeah, but it is same anywhere else, like Universal and stuff. Yeah, Rush but I'm Gardens just saying. I'm just saying that it's you I know th- people at home might think, oh, it's two hundred pounds to get in, and then you have to pay for the rides. Oh no, no, no. I, I really should have. Oh, my sorry, Pellet. Sorry, you're such a theme park expert. Theme I, I should have brought my figures actually because I think it's more, but it's. Far, far too much. All you want to do is go to Animal Kingdom. But it is the leading name in theme parks worldwide, yeah. right? It's the biggest name. Is, it is the other. Work, work this out a second. Right. What is you like this? What is it, does it cost to get into Alton Towers for a day? Uh, for a day, it's... They've, they've really gone up. I think... I, th- I thought parts about 35 to 45 quid. Okay, so 35 quid for a day. Disney are charging seven days for 200 quid. Well... We'll have to see on that one because I didn't bring my figures. So but it's the same it is, as getting into Alton Towers for a week. It's an awful lot. And, and it's better than Alton The thing Tires. is, Disney's great if you've got a kid. But if, if you're just a like a couple of 20-year-olds who want to just go... On, no. Okay. But if you, it'll be cheaper for kids. But if you're a couple of 20-year-olds want to go on roller coasters and that's about it. You want to go on Runaway Mountain and, and go and chat to Goofy. And Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I do that. See Stitch, I love Stitch. I want to go back to Magic Kingdom and go on the Stitch. Matt's ride. the only person in the world who thinks Stitch is a good character. Stitch is brilliant. Stitch is rubbish. Stitch. I love Stitch. Stitch is rubbish. Lilo um, and Stitch is rubbish. But like Universal, which has far far better rides, is just it's less than half the price. I don't. I don't reckon. I reckon that you'll find that it's about the same as going to Walton Towers for the day. Disney don't get in then, does it? I, no. In fact, no. One. I think one day, one day ticket, which is what we're going to do for Animal Kingdom, is double the price of Walton Towers for a single day. It's got animals in it, though, isn't it? If you'd said Mag- same with Magic Kingdom, if we went to Magic Kingdom, it'd be double the price of one towers. That has no animals. If you said uh, Disney got to go in, and then said, "I said we said why?" You said Basil the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> I, I think we would have both gone, "Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Flush them and Basil. Yeah, oh. flush those guys." But you didn't. 
I, I, I just think it, I can't put it in room 101 principally because I, we haven't got the exact admission prices and without the exact admission prices. We need next, maths. Next yeah. podcast. We need next hard podcast. figures to back us up. Okay, my, my other one, I, I've got a few written down, but I'll lump them all together. Rat haters. Oh, no. no, they're not going in. Maths haters. No. Not going in. FIFA haters and cheese string haters. That's all pointless, Mike. All pointless. Yeah, mine, um, coincidentally, my, my second one is pellet. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the office the other day. Just, he's just, he's the smuggest man in the world. I was looking over. Um, uh, Matt does a little bit of writing for the new GM. Uh, very nice, redesigned. Everyone should give it a look. Uh, I was looking over Milf's shoulder, Milford Copper on a PSM three. Um, looking over his shoulder, and he was looking at the page that had you on it, and he was like, "Look at Pellet." How smug he looks. My you said photo. He, I hate having my photo. I was, you literally can't take a photo of Matt without him looking smug. I was looking awkward because I hate having my photo taken. You look was, smug. No. And, 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 and me and Tim are in the office. And t- I said to Tim, we're doing the pie chart for another news section again. I said, Tim, we got to do, we gotta, we're, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're going to do it in fractions this month because uh, six doesn't go very nicely into into 100. Same. You know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't go nicely into 100. Instantly, and then Matt's sort of blocked from my view by, by the plasma TV. So instantly, I see his little face pop up on the other side of the TV because yeah. he's hearing maths. Because right? he's heard the word fractions. Yeah, he's heard, and I said, "Oh yeah, it's something like sixteen point six recurring or whatever." And Matt is there. He's there. His, 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 his little his little face is going. What? No, that's not true. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. So I'm like, oh, it's like one point six 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 seven or something along those lines. And Matt's like, oh. And t- so we're both we're both like going sit. I'll just sit down. We don't honestly. We don't care. It, it's the constant maths, man. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> so, 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 Pellet. No. Go. That's it. It's not happening. I'm Matt not, says no. Tim. I don't know whether we should put you'll him in no, I think You'll have no one to write your magnet. FIFA. Yeah. There you go. How, what, what happened when he played you at FIFA? The yeah, other day? it's he, true. Here's another thing. So you beat him one time last week. We posted it on the... Uh, twice, twice, actually. Twice, twice. So, so we posted it on the uh, on, the on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. And what happened this week? Uh, I, I just want to say, I never moan when I get beaten. I don't. I, I make some jokes say, "Oh, I was off my game," but I never, never complain. That's because ninety-eight percent of the time, no, you time do something you far worse. You apologize. You win what, when I lose. No, when I lose. No, when you lose. I, I, oh, that's what's true. But when you win, you apologize, and that's terrible. The thing is, stop to apologize. The thing is, Matt, is that you've got more. More. This is a compliment, by the way. You've got more control over your emotions than I have. I'm not very. I'm not very good at controlling my anger when I'm playing FIFA. So it looks like I'm. 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 You know, when I'm losing, I'm losing badly, and that's because I am losing badly because I'm a terrible loser. You beat Odie good this week, didn't you? Beat him nine 0 yeah. didn't you? Yeah, nine 0 and five one. There you go. That was good. That made me feel good again. Did but, he redeem himself in the third game? Uh, he won two one, but only an extra time. Mm-hmm. So it don't count. No. Uh, but yeah, I'm afraid I had to retire from playing Matt at FIFA this week. It just makes me too angry, puts me in too bad a and mood. And you're never going to play him again? We'll see, but certainly not for the foreseeable future, no. Right. Yeah. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. He's, drove, he's driven you off the game. He's driven, he's driven me off the game. Oh, one thing, I, I don't want to come across smug. I really don't. There's, there's a, I've got to worry that, that I might now. But I've finally broken my duck when it comes to competitions yeah. that matter. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's another thing. This is another thing where he's on the list. Pat Matt, Matt comes into the office. He says, uh, 
He says, I've broken my duck when it comes to competitions. I was like, what does broken your duck mean? <laughs> I've, I've literally in my entire life never heard the phrase broken your duck. It was printed in the paper the next day. So it, I was, it, it, it was. It was a really you. curious thing. It was, yeah. it was in the paper. The very to be fair, it was about a cricket. In the metro, cricket yeah. Crazy, yeah. Um, yeah. So you won a competition, didn't I, you? I won a comp for, for the first time in three years. I've won a competition that matters where there were prizes on the line. Yeah. Won a skateboard. Uh, which was, yeah, so it's skate three competition. I managed, I say I won. I broke them <laughs> more bones than anybody else in my oh, body. Okay. It was like wreck yourself as much as possible. I got the high score for for failing. Is which it is were. coincidentally what you're going to do in real life? Which now is what I'm going to do when I get a skateboard. Yeah. So I, I I won a skateboard and then I won a copy of the game, which was good because uh, we got sent a copy of the game anyway. Yeah. But so you uh, got two yeah. copies of the game. You can play at the same time. I can't one it champ. Just yeah. just to show off. Yeah. <laughs> just to show how good you are at games. So uh, so, so yeah, basically to summarize, too good at games. Too yeah. much maths. Yeah. Too smug. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think to, to prevent him getting hurt, I think we'll put him halfway into room when I won. Just a leg or yeah, two. Yeah, just a leg or two in the room when I won. All right. And he could just scream in agony. <laughs> <laughs> Should we have some God. questions then? Because I better get back in okay, there. We've got a few the questions. Because yeah. we haven't, cause it's been more than a couple of weeks since last podcast. We've got a few. Um, Benjamin three. This is. I thought this was an interesting question. We've never been asked this before. What do we we think is the most important part of our magazine? What's the main selling point of Xbox World? The news, letters, previews, oh, reviews? Oh, God, jeez. I never really depend. thought about I it. Think, like yeah, that. it's an interesting way. I, I think it depends, I think the really. thing we dedicate the most time to is probably the cover, whatever's on the cover. Yeah, I think, you know, the, ultimately it comes down to what's on the bag, really. That'll, uh, that'll decide who, who picks up the mag and, and who doesn't. Um, hopefully, when people get into the mag, they give us a go, they pick us up, and they get into the mag, they'll find that. You know, each of the sections I think has very, very it's a fun cheese strong board, identity. Perfect. You know, and I think that it's a smorgasbord, if you will. It's a smorgasbord. Oh, don't start me on that yeah. stupid saying. But I think you know, each section has a very strong identity, and I think that um, hopefully people will sort of decide for themselves which uh, section is is the most important. I think, from a purely commercial point of view, though, it would be that the bag really. I think. Uh, this is a funny thing. It's not really a section we're picking because it's like a kind of an aggregate of all of the sections, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, that is ultimately what what makes us the money, you know. Mm-hmm. What make, what makes people pick it up off of the shelf. Uh, and I guess we each have a section is most yeah. important to us. We each have a responsibility for different parts of the magazine. And um, I don't. I tell you what. Though, I tell you what. If any any section is important, everybody's talking is important. It's the very first thing everyone sees in the magazine, you know, and it's nice. It's when we, when we nail, yeah. we, you you know, when you've got that section right, you know, you know when you know when you've got something that everyone's really going to want to be want to be reading about. Because ideally, everybody's talking really is something that everyone will be talking about, or everyone already is talking about, you know. And when we get that right, I think it, it's a great it's a great kickoff to the rest of the great magazine. Yeah. Um, you guys, Rock Seven wants to know what movies we've seen at the cinema recently. He'd love to know what we think of films like Shutter Island and Kick Ass. I haven't seen any films because I don't have a social life. Okay, so I saw um, uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh yeah, any good? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard very, it's good. Very, the story is a very straight line, and everything works out at the end. And it's kind of it, it, it doesn't twist, it doesn't turn, but it's a really nicely told story. And Cage is brilliant. Cage is if if I mean it's not going to be an Oscar, but I mean if he's ever done an Oscar worthy performance, is this? Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant in it. He's apart and, from and, leaving Las Vegas, inc- obviously. Oh yeah, well yeah. that's true. He's incredibly funny. Yeah. I think, to be honest, for my money, I think he's better in this than he ever was in Leaving Las Vegas. Okay, yeah. He's just, he, it's not even really a funny script, 
but he's funny in every scene and he's such a horrible unpleasant little man he could have been awful yeah. even a truly ghastly character much like Harvey Keitel was in yeah. the original oh, it's awful, Bad Lieutenant but awful in a it's not an awful film but it's just a, oh, it's a oh it's a grind yeah. yeah but you know he could have been that guy but he's not he's actually a very very likeable guy who happens to be a complete just a complete ass you know yeah. a complete bastard and he, he plays it perfectly cool it's a great film sounds good, good stuff. I saw Kick-Ass Oh yeah, any good? I, I really, really liked it. Most of the great bits were in the trailer. I, I'll happily admit that, but I still thought it was well, well worth seeing. Yeah, and great twist on the they standard could have, They could have cut movie. together a better trailer, there, couldn't they, just to save yeah. some of the surprises? Yeah, a couple of days from now, I'm um, off to see Four Lines as well. I don't, so, I just don't fancy that at all. I'm a big Morris fan. I like so. Chris Morris yeah, I like as well. I've heard but... that Four Lines isn't so great. Mm. We'll see. I'll uh, I'll come back and report on that. Mm. Um, I should should point out that I love the cinema and we used to go like all the time. But now, obviously, when you got kids, it's a bit more difficult to get out. I saw Shutter mm. Island actually on the, the plane. Right? Yeah, he, he mentioned Shutter Island. I th- I thought it was a decent enough thriller. But it was packaged up as a horror in the trailer. Yeah. It isn't at all. Isn't yeah. that's that's what I said film. to someone. I said that the trailer made it look like yeah, it was some sort of. And it's not. And I know. I, thought, I, I, I know it's a bit like Cape Fear. Yeah, I know it's not a horror because I know that Dennis Lehane doesn't rewrite yeah. thrillers, you know, so I knew it wouldn't be, but the, the trailer does make yeah, it look it very... Uh... No, no, I, I I was... I wouldn't say I'd, I was disappointed that it wasn't a horror because I wasn't. It was a great, great film to watch. I'll tell you what does it? look good. The A-Team. <laughs> that looks good. I disagree. I think it just looks really, really boring. Really? It looks great. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's the Expendables. The Expendables. It's, it looks great. I like the look of, I like the, look of the Expendables, course, obviously. The as well. does look pretty good. It looks fun. looks fun. Three out of five fun. Yeah. Uh, Copite Al, he, he has a funny Arsenal comment. I'll pass it over to you later, Tim. But uh, he also says, "Does he? do we think that Xbox World's Mr. Logman is the basis for a good indie game? It could be a stealth game where you must sneak into the throne room, avoiding the, <laughs> the kill bot, uh, rabid rats, Umpa Lumpers. I don't know who the Umpa Lumpers is in reference oh. to. Uh, Rob Taylor. Oh, oh yeah, of, course. of course. There you go. Lay a cable and then sneak out. I know it's a lame one joke idea, but then so is everything else on indie games. And indeed everything else in our magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of our great jokes. Well, I mean... I'd it, play it, if, but Matt Castle will probably give it one out of five. If Channel 4 are prepared to uh, fund a game about sperm attacking a, a little, little guy vagina go and an anus, your vagina and they kill all the like herpes and the yeah. stuff yeah if they're prepared they met they, you know so the game made... is actually happening it's called Privates it's going to be on indie games and it's going to be uh, on uh, on PC yeah. funded by Channel 4 thanks Channel 4 cheers um, The Phantom says with Ubisoft recently announcing their scrapping paper manuals do we think uh, their decision's good move uh, do we use manuals at all? And um, what's our opinion of the overly negative views of the internet community to this move? I think we talked about this in the last podcast, didn't we? Or, or one, maybe an insider cast we were talking about. Maybe insider maybe cast, yeah. Manuals yeah. being, we never ever look Scrap at manuals. Yeah, ever. done. The, the day of the, it's the just day a waste of, of trees. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless you can do a good job out of your manuals. Like GTA is always traditionally yeah, great manuals. Good. And like some Nintendo ones like Pikmin was great. And if you can make the manual an event... If it's otherwise, if it's just a, a control list, then absolutely we don't need them. As digital readers become more and more abundant everywhere, anyway, of you know different types, types whether it's an iPad or a Kindle or whatever, it's like even like even guys like us have to start looking at you know that's the, probably the future of our careers is going to be like you know in digital formats, mm-hmm. you know magazines there, 
published in a in a digital yeah. form. And I'm all for like you know I'm all for digital manuals, and a lot of PC games have been doing that. You know, putting a digital manual on the disc. Maybe the next version of the Xbox firmware will support a thing which lets you flick yeah. through a manual on your screen or something. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the solution for people who still like manuals and still keep people in jobs who write a manual. You know, mm. but uh, these good days, I think games do such a good job of introducing themselves. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah, no. Um, Clover Seven wonders if there are any games that we we have all loved. Yet they've been critically hated everywhere else. He uh, he gives the example. He loved Mario Sunshine, but everyone bad mouthed. Everyone didn't bad mouth him. That's a forum no, nerds no. bad mouth. I game. love Sunshine. Yeah, it was a great game, but for some reason the internet took a took a turn on it. Much like they did with Bioshock a couple of months. And after they're it was doing released. with Twilight Princess as well right yeah, now. Yeah, People who say Twilight Princess is the worst Zelda ever made need to take a good long hard look. They at did themselves. it with the Wind Waker as well. A lot of people took a dislike. And now Wind, Wind Waker is the uh, internet's poster boy. Yeah. Like that is the Zelda that everyone wants to see again. Yeah. But when it came out, the backlash was huge. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely vehement. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I mean, critically, like Mario Sunshine did brilliantly. Mm. Did absolutely yeah. brilliantly. You were kind of Nintendo magazine, right? Yeah, we scored thing. it like ninety-two or three yeah. or something. But the, uh, the the internet didn't like that. They wanted that, that time. They decided that you know this isn't Mario sixty-four. We yeah. we want its head on a spike. <laughs> And they went. They went after it. Um, is there any games that we've? I, I mean, I mean, stuff like I guess you you're a big fan of Tenchu. But Tenchu is yeah. a good game. I mean, no, you're not. quite well into it. Except that it's not yeah, a great it's game. Not a great game. But I really like it. it. Yeah. Really, really Wanted. Like it. Wanted weapons of fate. Yeah. We yeah. we all we all really like that. And I think there's an awful great lot. I mean, even like Two Where? Worlds, which I gave like 41 percent because it's a dreadful game. I've got a soft spot for it because yeah. it's kind of funny and kept me amused. So th- I think there are too many to mention, really. Yeah. Um, couple more questions. Um, oh, Deke just wants to know if I eat cheese string shots. Funny enough, I bought some. You shots tried some because of that, right? As a result, of the and question. I said to Matt, "Bring them to the podcast, Matt. We'll all try them." And Matt was like, "No, I'm going to eat them now." <laughs> you were looking lunch forward box. to eating them so much, yeah. you had to eat them there and then. They taste like cheese strings, but grated. What were they like? They were all right. I prefer well, cheese strings are. I only like cheese strings when you make them into strings. Like just a, a block of cheese string is horrible. You have to peel it, and shots is just. It's got. It tastes like cheese string. Just like grated cheese. And yeah, and it tastes like grated cheese. Except it's not cheese. Cheese tastes differently when it's grated. Grated cheese is different. To just <laughs> what is it? Let's not go into it because we might get sued by cheese strings. Yeah. So um. So no. I. I mean, I, it I is cheese. They were, I thought they were all right, but I prefer my uh, my twisteds actually. I, I do like. What's twisted? It's like three different types of cheese string. Where do you stand on Lunchables? No. no Dairy Lee. I don't. I've never been a Dairy Leaf Baby fan. Bell. I don't. Like, yes, I had Baby Bell. Today. See, it's too mild for me. Baby Bell. I don't like mild cheese. I like. I like cheese which burns the roof of my. my I, li- I don't my like. Li- my little and loves Baby Bell. I don't like, like cheese puree. I, no, it has to be solid. Like, mm. uh, I, I like brie and I like blue cheese, soft blue Ugh. cheese, but I don't like. Like a strong, like right? burn. Cheese. I like cheese which burns. You know, what is your little and like um uh Petit Falou? Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't put enough in a pot. No, that's my problem. Yeah, because Petit Filou are delicious. Yeah, they are. But man alive, they they need to do a big adult size. They do do big ones. Really? Yeah, they do them in Tesco's. I don't know whether it's just exclusive to Tesco's, but I tell you what's the worst. Oh, do you mean like bumper size, or do you mean like ordinary adult size pot? Adult size. Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Worst type of cheese is that those squares that come in their own plastic wrapper that you take off and you put on burgers. American processed cheeseburger cheese. They're horrible. But they're good on cheeseburger. No, they're horrible. Full stop. No, they're all right on cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah, that's another room 101 which didn't get in last Next. one uh, Andy Monaghan wants to um, have a quick chat about um, Project $10 uh, EA's um, 
putting the, putting the code it's a, into it's the, a big topic man yeah very very briefly he wants to know uh, how it will tie up with us already having to pay money for xbox live gold well, that's the he thing, wants to know it? whether or not with ea implementing this feature where you have to buy a new game and get the online features as part of it that we should then not have to pay gold for that oh, particular well, I, game. I think that's, that's a perfectly fair thing to say. I mean, it, it's, uh, I think for EA to charge for the functions they have to put in for um, PS3 and PC, I think that's absolutely fine. Um, I know we've been getting it free for years, but bear in mind, on PC and PS3, it's EA who have to provide the back end. Mm. They have to provide the system themselves. Yep. Or usually is what they do. Well, different, well, I'm not sure what EA do, but different companies pay third parties to run their own services. That's exactly what Infinity yeah. Ward do, for instance, on PS3. They have you know, to run their matchmaking system, they have a separate company running that all the time. That's a constant debt they have to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, on Xbox, we already pay. And the different reason Xbox's system is as good as it is is because we pay. Yep. And everybody wants to do online functions in Xbox games because they don't have to pay. Like, they have to pay that huge fee. As we, as we understand it, and bear in mind, this is NDA'd up to the hilt, so we only know bits and pieces yeah, of the whole story. Of as we understand it, publishers basically get to if they implement the online side of things in the game then microsoft will handle the back end which is actually running that stuff um with that being the case it's just pure profit for ea if, mm. if, if that is in fact the case and maybe someone from ea can contact me and say no that's not true but we'll, we'll, we'll correct it on the next podcast I think, but. I think the other important thing is that they're blocking out features for people who don't buy a game first hand yeah. they're buying it pre-owned i don't they're think not... there's anything necessarily wrong with that no i, I think it's I mean, perfectly fine i mean the, the the problem the biggest problem for me is that we've got an industry which is you know losing billions to pre-owned sales. I mean, we literally were talking billions. GameStop in America made a billion dollars from pre-owned. Game Station. Alone. I went in Game Station at the weekend. I was trying to find the new games. Apart from the chart, I couldn't find any. It's all pre-owned. It's I think it's sale. a disgrace. I think it's absolutely disgusting that it's just all pre-owned, pre-owned. When you go to the counter and so I should. This isn't Game Station in particular. This is almost every every shop I've been in. If I go to Even the counter with um with a new game, they say, "Oh, do you want to buy a pre-owned version? It's three quid less." No, I don't. No, you want the you know, and of course this is what EA want you to think. They want you to think, "No, I don't want to buy a pre-owned because it's, it's going to cost me another ten pounds when mm. I get home." Now, yeah, it's it's the, the problem is the, the the game shops have been pushing pre-owned over new for a long time, and it's left. You know, developers with them they need to recoup that cost somehow. Yeah. So I think it's okay for them to find a way to recoup it. But the problem we got here is that it's people at home are paying. The customer yeah. is paying for something that's the you know the retailer's problem. Yeah, it's the retail. It's the you know EA don't want to punish the retailers because they need someone to handle their games. So they're putting the debt onto the buyers, mm. and I, I don't think we can back. That's not something we can back. I mean, at least with um, the re- initial stages of Project Ten Dollar, where which is actually closer to ten quid, um, the initial stages of it, they actually gave you free stuff. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really free stuff, but it was the illusion of free stuff. So you would take things that would be in the game and lock them behind this VIP thing. So you got mm-hmm. Zaid in Mass Effect, and you had uh, extra maps in in Battlefield. And again, it was just stuff that was already. It's worth done. saying that the free Cerberus network stuff is almost finished now it's dried almost up, dried yeah, up yeah. which i don't really think i would have got my 1200 points had i no, paid for it was it. only like three things in the end yeah, i think yeah. uh that that's you know that's that was the at least presented the illusion of value but this now it's something that people are used to getting for free anyway yeah. and it's a tough sell and i think but particularly tough sell on 360 
Cool. Well, uh, sorry we've had to make it a bit short and sweet this week, but as I say, we're bang on deadline. I've got to go back and uh, finish the mag off. So uh, thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. Do send us your questions, whether it's Facebook, on Twitter, into the mag, our email address, or, or however you fancy. We'd love to, on the forums, of course, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we'll try and pick up the old Room 101 thing next week, having given it a bit more thought. Um, not next week, week after, yeah, and uh, we'll we'll also be chatting about E three. So um, uh, all all we want to say now is thanks for listening and uh, and uh, congratulations to Matt on getting married in a couple of weeks, unless she doesn't turn up. <laughs> Good day. <laughs>